welcome to the Conversation Starters, a podcast about getting past small talk and into deeper conversations with anyone. I'm Karina. And I'm Hannah. Today we're going to be talking about how to ask great questions and about our three rules of good conversation. But before we get into that, let us share our question of the week. Yeah, the question of the week is something so that you can say, oh, I heard this question the other day and I was wondering how you would answer it. And this week's question has a little bit of a setup and it goes like this. If you get invited to a party, now I know you're not going to any parties right now, more than likely. (laughs) Please don't. Think of this question as a nostalgic one or a hopeful one, okay? If you walk into a party, what are some things that you can see and immediately know you're going to have a good time? You're going to feel so comfortable. You're just going to love it. And a few things that when you walk in, you just want to turn around and go home. I guess the nice thing about this question is that you get to understand the person through a lens that... Uh, where they're not answering with their default answers that they've prepared usually for default questions. Actually, just ask it over your next Zoom party because that'll be interesting to hear. Because if you're at a party, it would be too awkward to ask. But if you ask someone over a Zoom call, so what are things you like about parties and what are things you don't? This is the perfect time to put these questions in there. If you're trying to get to know someone, this question brings out what makes a person comfortable. Maybe they're quiet and you're asking them things and they're not opening up that much, but then they share with you, well, I don't like walking in and there's people I don't know or there's there's this or that, you know, just different environmental things. Um, that gives you so much insight about how to then grow the relationship by having those environments and seeing them, you know, in the places that they like best. Okay, so today we're going to introduce our three rules of good conversation. As we go into different topics and future episodes, we want to always come back to these. This is something that, you know, if you're listening to the podcast, you'll have these completely down and you can be applying them um, because they're very basic and relevant to almost any conversational situation. And I I would say we use the word rules because it's the best way to capture what we want to say, but take them as guidelines, take them as things to remember, whatever, however you like to, to interpret it. So the first one is find what fascinates you. It's about asking questions and learning to find what interests you and finding interest in the people we're talking to. The second rule is about considering the context, reading the room, being aware of what's going on around us, both physically and just also how the person is feeling, what's been happening in their life and all of that. And then the third rule is develop your own style. It's about figuring out who uh, who we are and just knowing what we care about and being authentic in our conversations and real. And I really love this one because it's all about introspection. I think that's one of the best things to to be able to have better conversations. I feel like at this point, as we're starting the podcast, I think it's fair to say that I've thought a lot about the first one and you've thought a lot about the third one. Yes. And together we, we, we really need to learn more about the second one. <laughs> I think that's a really good way to put it. That's a great way to put it. (laughs) Or at least we're working on the second one, the most of the three. (laughs) Uh uh And today we're going to be focusing on the first one, find what fascinates you. Yeah, so the essence of this first rule is about finding a subject you're truly fascinated in rather than asking the question that you feel obligated to ask. Don't ask a question if you don't care about the answer. That would be the goal anyways, the ideal. Mm -hmm. And that makes a huge difference because 
you can always tell if the person that's opposite of you is asking a question just because they have to or because they're genuinely interested. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and this is... This is important for any type of personality. Like if you're someone who's more shy, it makes you comfortable. It makes you open up. If you're someone that likes to talk more, then it's giving you permission to talk freely instead of feeling like you have to hold yourself back. It's true. I, I feel like I walk around kind of with a little guard on how much I want to share because I know I, I usually overshare. So I kind of have to like hold myself back but when someone asks me in a and they show me that they're actually interested I kind of feel like I can let go and just be myself and be comfortable and it makes a huge difference so it's these obligatory conversations we want to get past whether that means well you just happen to be seated together around a table um, and so you just feel obligated to talk to them or even certain topics that you're always reverting to because it's the situation you know them from, you know, the one friend that you met at a concert. So the, for the rest of your life, you're only going to talk about that band or that genre. Oh, have you been to any other concerts? <laughs> <laughs> I'm guilty. Guilty. Yeah, I feel like we all have people walking around in the world that are the something guy or you are you fill a certain role in their mind where every time they interact with that thing, they call you. Now, I'm all for having those little hooks to remember people, but if that's all you can ever talk about, it just becomes a little, like, a little stale. You kind of get stuck in the friendship also. You can't really move forward. Yeah, and when we talk about get-to-know-you questions, I think there's a couple different kinds of people that we basically stop trying or don't try to get to know at all. There's a type of person where we feel like we have nothing in common with them. And so we don't know where we would start. And then there's the other type of person that we know so well that we've stopped trying to get to know them. Mm. You know, a family member, a spouse, someone where it's like, there was a period of time where I was getting to know them and now I generally know what to expect. And so I'm not, you know, needing to try any further. We just reached a certain level of comfort. Exactly, yeah. And the issue with this is that a lot of the times people can become, they're not the main character in their own life. They're just the side character in mine. And so they become, you know, certain roles, like this is my grandma, this is the person, you know, that I do this with, that I see at the gym, that all of that. And so you've stopped, I guess, putting curiosity into them. That That's a really good point, actually, being the side character in my story instead of the main character in their own story. I feel like that brings up so many people in my mind that I take for granted in my life, kind of. And they're just a part of my life, especially like, for example, my grandma. She's my grandma, but I never think of her as like the heroine in her own story. So it brings a very different perspective when you look at it like that. And it makes you look at their perspective and what are things that they might be interested in? What is something interesting about where they are in life right now? I think that's a great point and way to put it. So some ways that you could apply this practically is if you're going to meet up with someone that you know, take a little time and think about them, just what you know about them and what you're curious about. Like I've heard a lot about how she met her husband or, or what happened in these specific contexts where, you know, how it depends on how I got to know them, but I may have no idea what it was like when they moved from this location to that or something like that, you know? So sometimes it's just a matter of that. Other times it's like... I know some things they're working on, some things they're thinking about. I don't know how they feel about it. Or maybe I know a lot of what they feel, but I have never asked them their opinion on these different things. It's just about looking at the way you know them already and then 
going in a different direction. Mm -hmm. Okay, so these are all situations where we're talking to someone that we have known for a long time and that we just kind of need to spice up the conversation. What about the situations where you meet someone completely new, this is the first time you meet, and maybe the first meeting was not that smooth, maybe it was awkward, maybe you didn't you did not have a good first impression or maybe you just also found them uninteresting or if you're just someone who's not very people oriented more you have your own ideas and you have your own fascinations but you you're not really good with connecting with people on the spot which I also go through those times sometimes where I I can't find something that interests me in a person right away I don't know what to ask I guess in that situation the best thing to do is to find things that fascinate us ourselves ideas maybe questions we've been asking ourselves a novel you're reading an idea that you heard about a project you heard about just things that are fascinating to you and learning to bring the people around us into our ideas and create the conversation around the idea instead of around the person so we don't have to think about what to ask just how to bring the person into what we are thinking And allow them to express their own opinion there. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. One time I went over to someone's house for lunch and there was a group of us. And we have a tradition of going there every week. And so they ask some questions and prompts and everyone shares about their week. And, you know, a lot of times you're listening to people share and you're like, oh, I should ask her about how that's going and so on. But one week the host, he didn't ask anything about our answers. But instead he said, guys, have you ever had the experience where like an artist or a a writer, someone whose work you just love, you just find out something terrible about them. Well, how does that change your relationship with the work? Or what do you do with that information? It was an amazing topic. And all of a sudden, we were really getting into some interesting stories, some debates. I felt like we could have talked for three hours about this. It was excellent. And I guess I guess bringing up your own ideas is great for someone who isn't really good with connecting with people right away and it's such a good way to have a good conversation and interact with the person without making it all about the other person or all about yourself if you don't like to be in the spotlight just bring the spotlight on something completely different exactly karina do you do you play video games Mm, so right now no i don't play video games but i grew up I have an older brother and I always looked up to him and I thought that everything him and his friends did was so cool and I really (laughs) needed to be like them. So I had a phase where I played video games like nonstop for a whole summer and I was trying. I was trying really hard to be like the cool guys and then I kind of stopped for a while and then I grew up and I had my own personality I (laughs) developed my own personality and when I developed my own personality I realized that I absolutely despise video games okay wow well I'm gonna give you a video game metaphor anyways because it works for me okay (laughs) (laughs) that's an example of me oversharing okay (laughs) take notes but it's an example of everyone learning something about you (laughs) now they're gonna learn something about me so all right, so in a video game, you I, now I'm like really embarrassed to share this. So <laughs> you're frequently going to have situations in video games where you interact with a non-playable character and you're given two or three things that you can say. And each thing you say sends you on a different track. I sort of think this way about all of life. If you meet someone at a wedding, you're seated at a table with someone, you have these two or three things that just immediately pop into your head. And I think... Oh yeah, it's like Sims. 
See, I know, <laughs> I know some video games. Like Sims, right? Yeah, yeah. They give you options. Yeah, exactly. So you have those things that come up in your mind. How do you know the couple? What do you do for work? These questions are totally fine. They're totally fine if you are genuinely curious. I think that's the thing we're really stressing here is asking something that you're curious about because when they answer, you're going to be listening so much better. You're going to ask good follow-up questions. The person senses your interest. That's what we're going for. It's not about um, one question being so kooky and crazy and fun (laughs) and one question being basic. It's more like pick the thing that is actually, you know, it it fascinates you. It's a better time for everyone. Mm -hmm. Would you have an example about that? In the situation where you're at a wedding, you're talking to the person and you have those obvious things that you can ask. And maybe you do just to signal like, we're going to have a conversation right now. But maybe you have something that's been on your mind. Like, I've been thinking about changing uh, my routine in this or that, or I've been looking to get into this activity. Do you know anyone who does this or what do you think about it? Um, how do you feel like you're addicted to your phone? These certain things that most people are thinking about to some level. And when you ask them, it kind of sends you off into something that has nothing to do with what you're currently doing or how you currently know them. I guess the the thing that maybe comes up here is, isn't this being a little self-centered when you're when you're trying to get the whole crowd or everyone around you to talk about the thing that you want to talk about? <laughs> Maybe that comes across as a bit self-centered, but how would you navigate that? That's a super good question. It's definitely possible for that to happen. And so I guess I have two things. The first is it's important that you're asking about things um, where you have an interest in hearing other people's thoughts on this subject. Mm -hmm. So it's not like like the person where you ask, hey, did you have any interesting dreams last night? Because I did and I want to tell you about it. You know, like that's a different... (laughs) Okay, we all do that, but you know what I'm saying? That's not what I'm talking about. <laughs> I I feel so targeted. <laughs> yeah. We all do this. I'm just saying mm. that's not what I'm talking about. Okay. It's not find what fascinates mm. you because you mm. want to be asked. That's good. It's you want to have a few topics that you would be so happy to hear the whole world's opinion on it. And, and maybe that's like the homework for this episode. Can you think of three to five things that you would like to ask just about anyone uh, about it? And they're not too intense, but they're open. So I said there's two ways to make this not be a self-centered practice. The first is that you're asking questions of other people. You're, you have a subject that fascinates you, but you are putting the spotlight on others and how they feel about it. And the second is because this first rule is going to be balanced by the next one. Um, You are going to be considering their context, their personality, their interests as well. And we're going to get there. But let's start with the authentic question. So we have two recommendations for you after, after this episode. First, Think about the people around you, the people that you're going to have conversations with in the future and take a little time and think about them, like just put some creativity into what are the things you don't know about them? What are the things you've never asked? Um, And then the second one would be come up with, you know, three to five things that you have a long time interest. You know, you have a long time interest in that subject And you would be happy to hear other people's thoughts, experiences, and feelings about them. 
things that you can, you know, not necessarily straight out of the gate ask a stranger, but after you're talking for a little bit, just say, I'm working on this. What do you think? I always like hearing people's stories about this or that. I love travel recommendations. I love, you know, hearing about how you met. I love hearing about someone's friend group. I love, you know, whatever, whatever the thing is that you are genuinely going to listen and ask good questions. Just come up with a few things that you can always fall back on. Yeah. And third, uh, please give us your feedback on our Instagram page, the conversation starters and uh, subscribe to the podcast and tune in to our next episode, which will be about our second rule of conversation. Consider your context. Thank you for listening. Yeah, thank you for listening. <laughs>